What's up, y'all? It's Will here at Schedule Fly, and uh, just a few days short of a year ago, I had the opportunity to have Lisa Carvey on here from the Braeburn uh, out on Little Whidbey Island outside of Seattle, Washington. And it was our, our you know, we had communicated, but it was our first time um, having a podcast episode together. Great episode. Uh, some folks have mentioned Lisa uh, since then as, as being uh, just somebody they related to and really enjoyed her episode. So if you have a chance, check that out. It's kind of her whole history and backstory. Um, but we, we decided to catch up again, and uh, I am just really excited to speak with you again, Lisa. Thank you very much for taking the time. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for thinking of me again and, and wanting to connect. I'm, I'm excited to chat again. So, what well, we were just saying before we started here, you know, it was like a year ago, but it seems like an eternity ago almost. Um, and because so much has happened in the last year. Um, so, the, the, the subject matter then was a lot, well, well certainly relevant and important, uh, in addition to your story, just talking about the restaurant business and the... I mean, we always talk about this stuff with anybody I speak to on here. All the all the crazy challenges that come with being a restaurant owner that, you know, you you kind of have to love it. You have to really have it in your in your heart. You have to have it coursing through your veins to to yeah. to do this and to do this for as long as you know folks like you have. Uh, so that's that's prior to March of 2020, and uh, and now here we are. We're in you know we're in August 6. We um, are multiple months into this. We, they, it, there's still so much we don't know. There's still so much that is fluid and changes almost daily. And then as I was telling you, you know, I'm here in Charlotte. I try to avoid the news as much as I can. I see bits and pieces. I've certainly seen – what I've seen has certainly not been real positive uh, um, in terms of just um, – the news coverage, at least for what's happening out in Seattle. And I thought, Hmm, I wonder what's going on. I know you were outside of Seattle, but what's going on there? So, um, so you're, you're about how far are you away in Whitby Island from downtown Seattle? We're, um, we're about 35 miles north of, north of the city. At least the, the ferry is about 35 miles. And then we're at like a 10 minute crossing. So, um, you can be in downtown Seattle from the Island in, in 45 minutes. Um, so relatively close, certainly for um, for people from the city trying to get out. Um, yeah, it's it's close enough, but it feels like a world away uh, with the Puget Sound in between us. Well, I tell you what, we will. Uh, I want to hear all about that. I, I do, but let me ask you this before, because I, I kind of went straight into that. But I want to find out. Um, just, I mean, first of all, how have you been? Mm-hmm personally and professionally with this business and dealing with the family and COVID and everybody's healthy and how are, how are you, how are your family? How is your crew? Yeah, we're, um, I mean, we're hanging in there. It's, it's, I'm, we're, we're lucky to, to be healthy. I haven't had, um, anybody on my crew, um, who has, who has gotten sick. Um, and my family has all been healthy. So that's been really great. Um, there is like the constant sort of dealing with what if someone has been exposed you know so we've had a lot of staff out one week after another after another it's like if if there's even a scare then you know we have them out until they get tested and can come back to work so that creates a whole set of challenges trying to staff on the fly in a you know in a small community with a small crew um 
but but we're we're okay. We're hanging in there. I mean, it's um, it, it's kind of an emotional roller coaster for everyone. Um, it's there's so many mixed feelings between like the drive as a business owner, you know, and wanting to make the restaurant work and wanting to provide this service for people still in this crazy time, and also wanting to make sure that um, our crew is safe and comfortable, and nobody's having to be here if they're not totally comfortable being here and so just the I feel like the emotional component of that sort of support aspects um has been like one of the biggest challenges throughout this just to try and navigate that and you know and then deal with the operational side of things the actual physical work of the restaurant and the business end of it um so it's just different it's um priorities shift and um you know every day it is just a different system that we're developing um so Mm. i think i've written about 67 business plans in the last four months and i'm sure i'll write several more before the end of this whatever that looks like well Um, yeah you have to change them before the ink's dry um so how long did you have to close initially or did you so we um yeah we we closed like we got word on March um, 15th and then we closed on the 16th um, and then I actually reopened the 17th with just two other people um, just for just for takeout um, to initially what I thought was just to sell through our inventory because we had just gotten in a bunch of orders and I, um, I figured we might as well try and at least put those together in some takeout meals for people so uh, we did that and ended up just staying open for takeout with like basically three of us. Um, so we did that for a few weeks um, and we shut down one day each week to sort of regroup. Uh, but we were just doing limited takeout and curbside delivery and, and just figuring out every day what people were looking for and what they were comfortable with and um what worked and what didn't work and changed our menu to be super limited and, and just really takeout friendly. Um, so yeah, we did that all through, all through the rest of March, all through April. Um, gosh, I don't even remember the timeline at this point. It was, it was definitely like a solid month and a half where it was really just a couple of us here, um, doing what we could before we brought any other staff back. How many staff do you have back now? Uh, right now, I have um, I have eighteen. So we had twenty three when we closed in March. Um, at, at this time last summer, I had uh, forty two. So um, we have drastically cut back and and just shifted the whole setup of the business to be you know lower labor and try and do this with fewer people because I did have quite a few people who just, you know, they're not comfortable being in, in this industry right now, which is totally reasonable. Um, so that's kind of been a struggle to, to figure out like how we make this work, uh, with very, very few numbers as far as staff go. Um, but we're, yeah, we've come up with, we've come up with ways. So it's, it's working. Um, it, it's working somehow. Somehow, I don't know how it is working. Well, you've got 
less than 50% of the staff that you had this time last year. Let's call it 45 or so. Yeah. What's your revenue percentage of where you were last year, roughly? Uh, you know, July was actually decent. We were um, we were busy. We were busy. We have a lot of outdoor seating, which has helped a lot. But um, so we were down only 27% in July, um, which was great because if you look at comparatively from when we closed in March through year to date now, um, we're down 56% in revenue from last year um, total. So it's it's we've definitely taken a hit. But July um, July was decent there were a lot of people who were i think just so anxious to get out and people mm. were really lucky I mean, the people the community where we're in and even you know the, the tourists who are coming here have been pretty respectful our our mayor um our town was really proactive on the mask thing from like the early get-go and required a citywide mask ordinance um before it was certainly before it was statewide um, or countywide or anything. So uh, that actually allowed us to open early for um, outdoor dining and, and reduce capacity indoor dining because they were so proactive about anybody coming into town had to have a mask, had to be wearing a mask if they were in public. Um, and then they have stations where they're giving them out and um, you know, gave, gave all of the businesses boxes and boxes and boxes. So... Um, we were, we, I think we were pretty lucky, and, and the city got some publicity because of that in Seattle even, so I think people felt comfortable being here, and um, just with the amount of outdoor seating, we were able to, to retain, um, yeah, it boosted our sales in July, so I was, I was happy with that because it felt like we were still able to do it as safely as possible, um, because that really is the biggest concern. What is the capacity? limit right now 50 percent or uh yeah so we're at 50 percent. we had gone up to 75 percent, and then they just they knocked it back to 50 percent, and then added some parameters within that so no bar seating um 50 capacity but all indoor dining right now has to be members of the same household so um that's you, a little tricky how do you enforce <laughs> that to manage yeah um, we basically, we have signs up and I mean, there's not much like policing we can do as far as that goes. It seems like the honor system is working. Most people who are in, it, it seems like it's, people are adhering to that. Um, so yeah, we only have six tables inside, um, which is not a lot, but the city did pass, um, an ordinance where they allowed all of the businesses to usurp the parking spots right outside their business. So I have four full angle parking spots and they ordered barriers for all of the businesses. Um, so we didn't have to pay for that. So I have four full parking spots out front blocked off. That was not my expense. Um, and that allows me another nine tables outside and I could probably, I could get a tent in there, but um, yeah, I haven't gone that route. And then we have a back patio as well with another four or five tables. So. Um, that has been nice to, to at least help with, with seating and we of the limited capacity inside. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. Interesting. The 50, then 75, then back to 50 and the 
It's such an arbitrary thing. I've, I've really scratched my head a lot about this because I know that they, well, I say they have to do something. Um, that That's another subject. But, that, you know, when they come up with some guidance or some regulations, it, it has to be something. But the 50% just seems so weird to me because it just so much of it depends on how, how much space was there already? How far were things spaced apart? Like, to me, it's interesting that there's not more of a you can have as many people as you can get in there as long as you're you know everybody's x feet whatever it is um yeah because 50 percent that's hard to that's tough on it's it's so hard and i know the politicians have got a lot on them it's hard and unfortunately a lot of them haven't been business owners certainly probably not restaurant owners and you you can't run a restaurant at 50 percent capacity i mean you know you can you can keep your head above water and tread water for a little while but what's that oh 25 yeah, I mean, as far as our actual set, so we're allowed to be at 50%, but our actual seating inside right now, because the way, like when we remodeled a couple of years ago, um, our space is, just the way the space is set up, um, there's, the only way to have seating with six feet in between the tables is the setup that I have, and it's, that would, it's 25% of the capacity I had before as far as seats go. Mm. And there's really, so it, it hasn't mattered as far as 50%, 75% for inside seating for us, like this is, with this six foot distancing, this is our only option unless we want to put in dividers or, but it just doesn't feel, it just doesn't feel right to do that. I don't know. I mean, the bit like the business side of me is like, yes, we can figure out a creative way to, to reconfigure this and put up curtains or put up this. But the reality is that it's just like, it doesn't feel comfortable to do that for me or my staff. Yeah. It just, you know, we already have so few tables. We've got the windows open. We have the doors open. We're, like, taking crazy precautions safety-wise every hour of every day um, that I just I don't think anyone wants any more people inside than there are <laughs> until, until it feels a little more safe, I guess. So it's just such a weird, like, pull from two different directions, you know, Um which is why the outside seating is great because people are more comfortable out there and I can get 50% capacity outside. So, um, well, yeah. Do you, oh wait, so is it 50% capacity outside too, based on what you're, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Based on what it would normally be. So our patio is at the, the back patio we've always had is at 50%. Um, usually I have eight or nine tables out there. Um, so we've only got, I guess there's actually four out there right now. Okay. And then we had a little alley sidewalk cafe that we have every summer where we used to have uh, six tables. I've got three out there now. And then the, the area out front, since that was the parking spot, since that was non-existent for us before, um, it's supposed to be 50%, but since we didn't have it, we just were doing, you know, six feet between the tables. So um, that's how we've got that measured out up front. So, but it's, yeah, it's at least seats for now. Do you own your building? You know, I don't actually, which is, which was a big, which was a big gamble. When I remodeled, it was a huge project. I mean, it was huge for, for my, um, scope at least. It was close to a million dollars for a remodel and it, that was my landlord, um, took on a good portion of that because a lot of it was structural on the outside of the building and we did all new plumbing and all new electrical and all new everything, um, and the idea was that we would 
we kind of wrote into a new lease that um, the 10-year plan essentially was that I would end up buying the building when I was able to and ready and you know the construction loan was mostly out from underneath me and so on so I yeah I put a lot of money um, into the building into this big remodel which um, was great just it turns out it was poor timing who knew there was a pandemic coming Mm. certainly not us yeah um yeah so I don't own the building but I had really I'm excited to have the landlord that I do because she she's been super helpful and understanding and I can't imagine battling that I've read about so many places that are you know dealing with um difficulties with landlord situations and rent and um I just haven't had to deal with that so it's that's the stress that has not even come my way. Yes, yeah, tough. I mean, it's cascading in a lot of situations. You know, you know, you can't pay the rent, which means the landlord can't pay the mortgage, which means the the bank's coming down. You know, it's it's a this, yeah. this is a uh, it ripples in a lot of directions. Um, so when, oh, there's, when there's more flexibility with that, it's a big sigh of relief um, for anybody that that is for sure in that situation now. So, well. Okay. The well, Whitby, you're like like forty five minutes, but you're 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 forty five minutes from Seattle, but you're kind of like a world away. I mean, you're on an island. You're in a small town. How many folks are in your town? It's about two thousand. Um, two thousand, technically within the yeah city limits, but it's it's rural. I mean, people have land, and um, yeah, it's a really really artsy community i mean we're um they just they were just rated actually before all of this they just got um rated as a i don't remember the, the actual name of it but they were awarded as one of the um art focused cities in the in the state and there were a couple of grants along with that so it's very art and um music and creatively driven our town specifically but would be as a whole is um it's a pretty it's a pretty big island it's bigger than the rest of the san juans um and a lot of different feels to it depending on south end north end and which which towns you're in um so it has a lot to offer for anybody coming to visit i mean you can be in a small little artsy community with tons of b&bs and food and festivals and all those sorts of things kayaking um and the north end is a naval base and um kind of a, a little more of an urban feel uh so yeah it's, a, it's an interesting place for sure and definitely i think for anybody in in seattle and surrounding areas that are just like stuck in the city and done with it um it's a really easy solution for them to to come here and visit and they can be outside for the most part and, and feel distanced so um tourism wise we're so reliant on that that i think that that has been a positive thing for the businesses around here we're able to find creative ways to stay open and and the people are coming still so do you know when to have closed down for good um i do i know places that have closed down for good yeah because of this yeah i do yeah there have been um there's one little place directly across the street from me that did um they had been there gosh maybe three years Um, But there's another place that is already doing construction and coming in. I mean, that's what I'm shocked to see. So many many places that are 
opening and starting new businesses right now, um, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. But it's, I suppose, it's easier to get a loan right now. Interest is low, all those sorts of things. Um, Negotiate a lease yeah, right I, now. This is, I mean, yeah. If you're looking at the long, if you got like a you know, five, ten year horizon, you can probably get the best deal right now on real estate, money, everything. Sure. Um, yeah. So, I just can't imagine the, oh, yeah, the challenges like associated with, with that. Although I guess you're, you know, there have been a few months to sort of see how people um, are reacting and what they're looking for. So if you're able to, to open a place that's, you know, built with this specific model in mind where it's easy grab and go stuff and takeout stuff and, um, it would be easier to do that from the ground up, I would think, than be so into the existing business that you're in and into your routines and like what you are and then have to pivot so quickly to become something totally different in a brand new business, basically. Um, well, you, yeah. you've been making a lot of changes to your business plan. You said, what, like, what, what's going to change about the Braeburn permanently, do you think, from this, say a year from now? What, what would be different about the Braeburn that, than if had this um, never happened? You know, it's it's so hard to even think about what it'll be a year from now. I, I will say... It's hard um, to think about what it'll be a week from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it has changed literally weekly, daily. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest change for us really has to do um, with everything that we have to um, change surrounding staffing. I mean, staffing is... Staffing has always been such an, an issue where we are on Whitby. Um, I've been lucky to retain a lot of really long-term um, crew. I mean, I have people who have been with me since almost the start. So um, I'm lucky for that, but it, but it's, it's just not financially feasible with such a reduced volume to be staffing um, as we were before. And the way the way the business still comes, I'm like, we're really, really popular for breakfast. We've always been known for our breakfast and our brunch. And we started a dinner program last year and it was really taking off at the beginning of this year. That was actually, um, that was kind of floating us even in January, February, beginning of March, our dinner was, it had just gained so much momentum that we were shifting to, you know, to our, to a dinner focus. Um, but, we've always been known for breakfast and I'm, I'm not doing the bulk of what we used to for breakfast anymore. We're not open early. Um, and I feel like that will probably continue where we don't open till 10 right now during the week. And it used to be, um, eight. So we catch more of the breakfast business, but there's not a lot of profit in breakfast. And while that's where our heart is, um, it's not financially feasible so we're focused a little more on lunch and dinner and takeout for the bulk of the day um and i see that i see that continuing like we're, we've really shifted how we do takeout orders and even when we're busy like on weekends we are doing brunch um and we are you know we'll have a line at the door still and it's not the same volume as it used to be but it's still very busy for the number of people we have um and we used to say no to takeout orders if the kitchen was super busy. But what we've done is just change the menu enough that we can handle 
the capacity we're at, plus take on as much takeout as we can. Um, and I don't think that'll change. I think that we'll we will continue to streamline the menu to be something that we can do easily for takeout because I think that'll be with us for a long time to come. Um, what percentage so, of your yeah, business is limited hours and, and the takeout stuff? I think is going to be the biggest change for us. How much of your business is takeout now? You know, it's it, it the last like through July it was um, it was not as high as obviously the months before because all of a sudden we were allowed to have indoor dining during the day. I would say um, it's only about twenty percent of our business. Mm. I guess yeah. Um, takeout for dinner is a is a big thing for us um, because we've done we we do fried chicken now and no one else around here does fried chicken and. Mm. We've got such a killer recipe that people, they just, they, they order it out the door at night. It's really, mm. um, we do a family fried chicken dinner and it's, you know, it's a six piece fried chicken with mashed potatoes and gravy and coleslaw and biscuits and the whole, the whole mm. thing. And it, it carries well. It's easy for, for people to just pick up. So that has, that is literally what carried us through the closure was our fried chicken. That was yeah. what kept us open. That was all we sold for like three months basically it's crazy that's awesome um, i bet that's some good fried chicken mm. man it is it really is yeah it's it's um it's crazy good so yeah so for dinner it's um honestly a lot of nights it's like 75 percent of the businesses take out um yeah it's a lot people are um people are having more family meals now but they nobody wants to cook seven days a week so take yeah. out from a good place yeah. like yours probably works really well um mm-hmm. well okay so tell me what's what, what what has been going well first of all i know people have been coming there um from seattle and vacationing and tourists and stuff like that are people moving there now has that already started to happen at a crazy rate yeah. oh yeah at really? a crazy rate yeah okay. real estate is insane right now i mean there mm. are places going on the market and then they're gone within 24 hours it's there are so many people who are moving here um i have a few friends in real estate and they're just they're crazy busy because people are looking all of the time and they're just snatching anything up that they can they and i imagine that's happening i feel like i'm in such a bubble and again like like you said you're not watching the news much i'm i really am not either um but just from who i talk to in different parts of the country um who i know they say it's it's the same if they're in a rural area at all or something out of the city that everything is just selling like crazy um i imagine so many places you know being able to to work from home now or having to work from home now with with all these different companies it just doesn't make sense to have to be in the city anymore if they don't want to so um yeah so we are really seeing an influx of, of people moving here and it's changing the whole dynamic of the island because it's a lot of younger people and i think we actually touched on that last year when we when we spoke because there's been an increase um of that here on whitby just younger families younger business owners um this was a, a kind of a retirement community to a degree at least the south end before um and there's just uh yeah there's this whole other dynamic of people who are moving here now oh will that help with your staffing do you think gosh i hope so yeah. <laughs> um i do i do think so i mean we have let's see i've got one two three 
four new people with me right now, which is a totally different ballgame entirely. Like hiring people throughout this is so strange, but um, I have hired four people. Um, Do you interview them in person? My return staff. What's that? Do you interview them in person, or how has has that changed, the interview process? Uh, No, it's just been phone interview. Um, And then I have them come in for a a training shift, essentially, just to see if they seem like a good fit or if they want to run screaming in the other direction because we're all crazy. But um, it's give them the opportunity to to decide for themselves uh, after working for a few hours. Um, But they're all people who are... Who are new here? I mean, one one kid, he and his girlfriend have just moved here from California, and they're having a baby, and they had family up here, and they lived in LA, and like in LA, and didn't want to have a baby there, so they they came up here, and they seemed to love it. Um, and yeah, I've got a couple other uh, girls who joined me in my front of the house, and one's a nursing student and lived across the water, but because it everything shut down uh she moved back in here with her folks because they're older and she wanted to be able to see them still and was worried that she would not be able to if she was um not just with them all the time so she's she's just joined us and um she's great she and she's young and there are just all of these people who i have no idea how they ended up here recently um but i i have have seen them and then another front of the house person she's a rock star she's um tons of experience she's traveled a lot and landed here because she had some friends who have a farm so she's living on the farm and helping them out for i'm not sure how long (laughs) i don't think she's sure how long um and then with us as well so yeah we've been lucky to to retain some people who have good experience and um yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to see that, and I'm hopeful that uh, that we will have more come our way because we're always looking for cooks. That's always the biggest challenge for us. Are the, are the people that are moving there, you mentioned L.A., and are people moving from Seattle, or are they moving from all, all around? I mean, it is interesting now. This has opened up the possibility for folks to be more mo- mobile if they don't have to go yeah. to an office anymore. But I, I would just imagine people in Seattle might be, yeah, for, for a variety sure. of reasons, bulk, wanting to not not definitely. be right in the middle of all that. Yeah, I think the bulk of the people who are buying up here right now, it sounds like they're mostly from Seattle. They're able to scoot up here for the day and check out places and um, and just get out of Dodge. Yeah, it's just kind of it's just such a mess down there right now. What what um, is going on there? Like, what's this? What's the short high level summary of what in the, what's happening? Is that where they had the chop thing or whatever, or is that Portland? Portland. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they have, yeah, and Capitol Hill has been just taken over, um, essentially blocked off, and, and um, they've had, I don't even know what the crowds are like there, but it's constant coverage of, um, of Capitol Hill completely being taken over. They are pushing for, um, I guess it's similar to Portland, they are pushing for complete elimination of the police force um there's it's just it seems like it has just turned into one thing after another and and um it's it's just nuts i mean everything i everyone i know has avoided it entirely quite honestly um but i hear 
little blurbs of coverage on just on my drive-in in the morning. I that's literally the only listen, the news I listen to right now is both my ten minute drive in and ten minute drive home. Um, yeah, and it doesn't sound like it, the situation has changed or improved. Everyone is occupying the entirety of Capitol Hill. Um, what is Capitol Hill? What's there? Is that the f- oh, federal buildings or? It, no, it's just um, it's a pretty so it's it's just one section of the city. Um, there is uh, there are. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, there's a, a police building there. Certainly, forgive my brain for not functioning well today. Um, and it, it's mostly, honestly, it's businesses, but um, it's definitely a, a huge area for, um, I would say, for for arts, and um, it's a little more liberal than other parts of the city and um, known to be outspoken as a community. So, um, that's, they've just, they've set up camps, um, and are basically refusing to leave until some sort of police reform happens, but, but they've gone beyond police reform now and, and have just called for the complete, um, deconstructive of the police force essentially. So it's every day there's, you know, there are reports of, um, people getting, Tear gassed and everything else. It's it's just it's it's like a constant mess every single day. And honestly, I've had a hard time even keeping up with it, which sounds ignorant. But um, yeah, uh, it's you know it's uh, look. I, I said I don't really watch the news a lot. It's it's very deliberate. I mean, I, 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 there's just so much bad that's happening. And while you want to be informed and know, and, and you have to know so that you can know how you can help your community. So much is so negative that it it just it I mean it, re- it reprograms your brain. It makes you depressed. It makes you sad. It makes you feel that. De- and you need, especially yeah. if you own a business, you you gotta have some level of optimism and vigor and drive and creativity. And that stuff just gets drained when you're just seeing this constant barrage of just just so negativity hard. and all this stuff. But anyway, the um yeah. the okay. So now capital. Now if you own a business there. What happened? What, what's going on with them? You got a coffee like shop there or a restaurant? Or they're, okay, so you're just... Okay. Yeah. That's that's really tough. Um, I mean, it's hard yeah. enough, you know, running a small business like that, and now they're dealing with that. But I don't know. Well, anyway, I, I would imagine there's a lot of people that are... Um, I, I w- I'm not surprised. And, and that's not the only place you're seeing that. I mean, I think you're seeing that all over the place. I, we, we Ironically, we moved down... We, live in, we lived in Charlotte... We still live very close to Charlotte, but we moved down to Waxhaw uh, this spring. It, prior to, I mean, you know, we'd already um, signed a deal to move prior to all this happening. Just fortunate timing. But you're seeing, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of people that, that never would have moved out where we are, friends and stuff, and they're like, hmm, how do we get in on that? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, because the smaller towns are just, you know, there's just, they're not as dense. There's not as many people. There's, it's a little more spread out. It's a little bit slower. People are a little bit more inclined to just want to take care of each other and think about each other and be respectful to each other. And, you know, we, you can regulate this stuff all you want, but a lot of it's just, you know, be an adult, you know, be a good person. Think about others. Don't just think about yourself. Do the right thing. You know, it, it doesn't take yeah. that much, you know, um, uh, all the rules and regulations and laws you want to put in, there's, you know, some people are going to be like, okay, I got it. I'll do that. And then others are going to be like, 
if you're telling me to do that, I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's just has the opposite effect, particularly down here in the South, it seems. But um, oh, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah, it's, it's more in small towns, I think. Um, uh, but you know, um, but anyway, I I'm I'm thankful that y'all are um, doing as you know as well as you are. That you're healthy. That your crew is healthy. Uh, you've been making some adjustments, and business has been. Hanging in there as well as possible. So, yeah, it's a good thing, Lisa. I mean, I talk to people all over the country, and, boy, it varies really a lot. Um, I really feel for the people, particularly the people that are in really densely populated metropolitan um, urban areas. Um, yeah. we, have like, we have like 800 customers in New York City, and I just I sit here and wonder, like, wow. how many yeah, are going to be here? Oh, God, <clears> it's <throat> terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's trying to it's interesting what you're saying you know cities versus small communities and um i think excuse me i think um as much as you know i I want to i want to know what's happening all over the country and and i you know seattle is still our community extended to a degree and, and i want um i want to be aware and i want to be able to to advocate and i want to be able to take part and, um, you know, in creating a better area in general for where we live, being in a, in a small place like this, a small town like ours, um, you know, it's just, it seems like it's so more, so much more achievable right now. Like you, Mm -hmm. like you were saying, keeping, um, keeping tabs on everything that is so negative does create such a, a feeling right now where it would be easy it would be easy to to get depressed and even more stressed out especially running a business where it's kind of like oh my gosh is it worth is it worth it is this worth it right now and and um being in a community like this i think is what has kept me out of that funk because there are there are so many positives there are so many good things happening here and and with the people who are here and the people who are supporting us um that it's it helps me check myself every day when i get to the point where i question if i am doing the right thing by staying open and by um trying to to make this work and so on um but then i have somebody come in with a check that they just want me to give to the staff like they just want to give money to my people who are struggling and like buy gift cards left and right that they don't want to use they just they want to support us and um those sorts of good things um i'm sure they happen you know in larger areas as well but it's just it's so much more noted in a community like this where we're where we're seeing it personally um yeah that was a kind of a side rant but no it's not um, i mean you know what what you're doing is important it's really important it's extremely important to have places like the Braeburn and like independent restaurants all around the country and coffee shops and little breweries and um we need that i mean so you know you need a place where you feel like if you if you're healthy if you don't have high-risk people you don't have people with comorbidities in your family or you know and you you feel like, okay, you know, you, you've decided you want to go somewhere, whether it's yourself or your family or, you know, your, your spouse or significant other or your, your whole family. It, it, we need places like that right now. I mean, good grief. We're so um, overwhelmed with so much fear and negativity and 
um, at home a lot more probably most people are than they have been maybe their whole life. And so having places that you can go and feel like, you know, somebody, I don't have to think about cooking right now. I, to, I mean, this is what hospitality is in general, right? It's like feeling like you're going to somebody else's house and they're taking good care of you and providing you a wonderful experience. But you, you may, because it was so readily available before, you may have, while you enjoyed it, maybe you took it for granted a little bit more than you probably do now. And now you just need it so yeah. dang badly. And what y'all are doing is, it's so important. It's so critical. It's such an important part of the communities because it's the only place that we can go that you feel like you can relax. And if you're not sitting with people from your community, at least be around them a little bit. And um, so yeah. I, I think... You know, most people, at least everybody I know, everybody I've spoken to for four or five months now, are very thankful for those of you that are open, that are there, that have changed your game, that have done what you, you know, made takeout more readily available, but open your doors when you can, put some outdoor seats out there. I mean, y'all are, uh, I always say this, you're, you're an amazing group of people, you and your peers that own restaurants, because it's already a challenging freaking business. There's, I mean, we could have had this conversation five months ago before this all started. We could have spent an hour just talking about all the crazy challenges of running an independent restaurant and how incredibly hard it is but how everybody that does it you know does it because they love what they do and it's kind of in their heart and it's 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 the core of who they are and now golly but because you all are this amazing group of people that's already thoughtful and intentional and passionate and gritty and hardworking and roll up your sleeves and take this stuff on and think about your community and care about the people you serve and care about the people on your team yeah, you, you're going to figure this out. Most of you are. You're going to figure it out. You're going to yep. change, evolve. It sucks right now, but some good things will come of it. And uh, somehow you'll look back and be like, man, that was hard as heck. But actually, our business yeah. is better now three years later because of that. I think so. Honestly, I do. I mean, it, just, just staying open for all this, being able to see the changes and, and figure out, again, where people are in, in comfort level and what they're looking for. I mean, we'll all have to keep adapting, but um, I think it'll make us quicker and, and stronger as a result. And, and you know, that, like you said, the, the part of what we do is trying to provide something for the people coming here that, that they can enjoy. And, and anyone in this business, that's, again, as you mentioned, it, that has to be the heart of, of what you're doing. Um, otherwise, it's just, it's too, it's too much to deal with. So, um you know, to be able to figure out ways to, to just please people. Um, that's all we want to do. And, and, and most people are super, um, super grateful for that. And, and I'm grateful for their business. And it's, um, I think, I think a few years from now, we will definitely be here and, and we'll have changed again, but it will, um, yeah, it will make us, it will make us a better business in the long run. And, um, we'll figure it out. That's, and that's every day you have to wake up and that's what we have to tell ourselves is we'll figure this out and and it will work and you know what if it doesn't at some point what I've built here is is confined to these four walls at the moment but there's nothing that says if for some reason these four walls no longer work for what we're doing I can't take that somewhere else and build something else uh, with another amazing group of people. I mean, that's what it comes down to is this is a structure and the business is really a, a heart and, and that's something that can be carried anywhere, um, you know, if, if the variables make that a necessity. So, um, yeah, Amen. that's where we're at. Amen. Are you um, taking good care of yourself? 
you know, um, self-care is something that, uh, that I am working on. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I love what I do and it's a lot. I mean, I'm right now I'm, I'm basically cooking like 12 to 15 hours a day, six days a week. It's, that's, Mm. it's a grueling, um, schedule, but it's, it's still fun. We still have a good time. I still go home and have family and good food and, um, you know, I, I take care of, I take care of myself as best I can. I feel like I, I work hard when I need to and I have fun when I get a break and, and that's worked for me so far and, and, uh, hopefully we'll continue to. Uh, it's important. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, I think about y'all a lot. I think about you, you and your peers that, that we serve. I always think about how y'all are always just as a group, generally speaking, sort of the heuristic I would say about restaurant owners is, is you focus on everybody else but yourselves a lot of times. And um, that's awesome. And that's why we love you. Um, but it's also can be unsustainable. And it, it's one of the challenges with this industry for so many years has just been that um, – it, it, it wears you down and it's grueling and people suffer, you know, uh, mentally, physically, health wise, you know, it, it, at some point it can just catch up. So I, I think that there's more people in your industry talking about that now and thinking about that and focusing on that. And I just always like to ask about that because I think it's so important because you, you, again, we love y'all and what y'all do is so important that, um, you know, we, the communities you serve, want y'all to take good care of yourselves and be around because uh, what you do is so awesome you know you got to grab the air, right the uh, airplane you grab you got to grab the air before you give it to the kid um when the, yeah. when the thing comes down not not the natural reaction for most parents it's like i gotta give this to my kid but um <laughs> but you got it you got to take care of yourself and I, i'm glad to hear that you're, yeah. you're you're doing the best you can those are long grueling days lisa so um but you live in a wonderful place a beautiful place i'm sure that helps i mean all these little things make a difference oh, yeah. the, the scenery the people around us the weather the uh fresh air the you know all the things that you're getting there um so yeah it's good to hear good to hear yeah we've got plenty to celebrate 10 years it'll be 10 years we've been here in um this fall and, and there's like i said plenty plenty to celebrate and hopefully another 10 in me so oh you got it um, 10 congratulations yeah. <laughs> that's awesome very thanks cool. Not yeah, maybe the year you want to have a tenth year milestone, but you know what? It, right. we, it's what we got, so we'll roll with it. Yeah, yeah that's totally. congrats. We'll make the most of it. Very cool. Thank Very you. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm appreciative of um, you taking the time to chat with me, and and just again, I mean, just being part of your community of Schedulefly is it just takes one more thing off our plate that we have to deal with. I, I even when we were closed and didn't have anyone to schedule, I was utilizing it just to be able to communicate with my staff. Hmm. And it was serious. It just made things so much easier than trying to reach out to everybody individually all the time. You know, to be able to just use that as a forum to, to communicate with everyone, um, I feel like was even more helpful through our closure. Um, we, yeah. So I just thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be a, a part of what you do, and um, you're such a great advocate for advocate for all of us. So thanks again. Oh well, yeah, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. We all do, and you know what? That's 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 such a big. That was such a big part of this. Uh, we were, I mean, we've been doing this a long time, but I got to tell you, I think we were probably the most proud of our business the last few months. Just just 
or, or thankful to be able to offer what we offer because the mental health part of this is a big deal and people are they, yeah. they're laid off they don't know if they're gonna have a job ever again they're holed up in their home they're isolated that's a crappy thing that's terrible for you uh, so yeah. being able to stay connected in some way is, is, is awesome so we were real thankful for that and um, I appreciate you saying that but Lisa I, I will let you roll I hope that the next time we catch up is not um, 359 days from, from now um, and I'm yeah, sure it won't be we'll, 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 we'll catch up sooner but thank you very much for taking the time it was awesome to hear your voice Absolutely. tell, tell yeah, your crew hello and uh, yeah for sure Totally. Good to catch up with you. All right. We'll chat soon. Take care. Y'all stay safe. All right. All Sounds right. good. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye, Lisa. Bye.